Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need to be successful in the new music business. Your talent's going to be about 10%. Leverage going to be about 90%. You've got to come to the table with a reputation, some hits, some cuts. If you're an artist, business, merch sales, ticket sales, music streams, you're going to have to show them that you're already capable of doing what you want to do instead of having your hat in your hand and hoping that they're going to do it for you. It's leverage. That's why we called this the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. This is your strategic advantage. This is the power to act effectively. And the genius who came up with that is my co-host and my good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on a regular basis, he gives you opportunities to get in front of the pros, real publishers that can help you. And you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artists by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities. And through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors the money people for their artists. Investors love numbers because they know numbers can't lie because numbers can't talk. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production singular. No S and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Hey, brother, what's going on? Man, just a nice chilly day. (laughs) It's like it was in the 70s and now it's like ridiculously cold out again. So Uh, ready just to warm myself up by our little fireside chat here (laughs) that you're going to give us and lead us on this week. That's right. What are we today, talking about this week? Today, we're going to dive deeper into culture. The, my last episode, which would be two episodes ago, we just talked about how marketing isn't a dirty word. It's actually creating culture. Artists love to create culture. Artists hate marketing. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. I, I think artists hate bad marketing. And by the way, everybody hates bad marketing. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. Everybody hates spam. Everybody hates obnoxious people. We talked a lot about how it's not, uh, you know, it's just not about pushing music. You've got to build a culture. And so we're going to dive deeper into that and give you some real workable action items, stuff you can start working on right away. Awesome. Before we do that, let's take care of some business. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, if you haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. Uh, We let everybody in. You just got to make sure you don't get roadhoused out. Mind the, mind the P's and Q's, and there's some really good back and forth going on there. Answers to every question. Like People are asking questions, and they're getting real answers. And real, like, good questions. Like, there was some, um, I can't remember, the, I think her name is Sherry, who had the, she's got a wedding app that she does. And oh, she, yeah, the duo acoustic. Yeah. And she's like, look, we're not just a DJ. We do this and this and it's acoustic and we make it real special. It's real different, which is what every bride wants, right? In their writing. And so she was just asking different questions about marketing that. Man, she got a lot of good feedback, some really good stuff in there. So uh, she's super excited and on her way. That's the kind of stuff that happens in the climb community. We want you to join too. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast. 
that way you get all the episodes right there, wherever you like to listen to your podcast and they're in order. Mm-hmm. Leave a 30-second rating and review that lets other people know that we're legit and, and share it. Uh, if it works for you, if you're feeling, if you get the feels from this podcast, tell another musician about it. Tell another songwriter about it. Tell another artist about it because it'll help them too. And speaking of indie artists, uh, the climb podcast is proud to partner with disc makers as always that they've been supporting indie musicians before indie music was even a thing and when you're ready to make your cds your dvds and your vinyl which is just continuing to skyrocket in sales or uh, if you want to distribute your music and videos and other really cool content with customized usbs like little thumb drives then go to discmakers.com d-i-s-c makers.com it's the only place you need to go And while you're there, click on the guides and resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They've just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and studio veterans. You can find them online at www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's dive into this. The it's 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 just about how to get yourself out there. It's about how to connect with people. It's about how to grow your following. But it all focuses around the same thing, which is creating a culture. And the reality is that if you read any kind of business book, CEO books, Steve Jobs. Uh, I'm just trying to rattle off some other big CEOs that I know of uh, who was in charge of GE. Yeah, like Howard Schultz, the uh, Starbucks guy. He's written a couple books. From Starbucks, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's a really good example of that. The culture of a company, even huge companies like Boeing, like Starbucks, like Mm. Continental Airlines was one that got turned around when the new CEO came in. And what did he do? He changed the culture. Mm-hmm. The culture before was the, you know, the customer comes first, screw the employees. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're going to do this, this, and this, and we're going to try to make the customer happy. And the employees just felt like employees mm-hmm. and they became the worst airline over a decade. And mm-hmm. with the worst record. And the new CEO came in. I wish I could remember his name. Normally I do, but turned it around. And the first thing he did was get behind the employees and change the culture. It's all about you guys first. Like when the employees felt respected, when the employees felt like they were a part of something because everybody wants to be a part of something, they worked harder. Mm-hmm. Then when you take care of your employees, it sounds like, because you always hear the customer's always right. And Correct. that's yeah. true. But the thing is, when you have happy employees, they're going to want to take care of their customers. Yeah. They naturally do a better job of doing that. Here, he, he didn't come in looking to make more money, trying to figure out how to sell more seats on Continental Airlines. What he did was he created a different culture. And yeah. the culture was what created the happy family, a sense of belonging, a team. You belong to something and you could see the results. One of the things that he did, Brent, was whenever they had uh, profits, mm-hmm. he distributed the profits to everybody, right? So, and, and, he, and, and this is really important. So it's just, just he, he, he made sure it was a different check. It didn't show up in your normal paycheck. You get mm-hmm. your paycheck, plus you get this other check. It might've been like 60 bucks, right? Yeah. 
not a game changer, but man, that's 60 extra dollars that you made. And I know it's extra because it's in a different check and it's right here. <laughs> exactly. And that's There's... because I'm a valued employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's something for me. That's, that's the same as interacting with, with a fan on, on your social media. Um, Howard Schultz, before Howard Schultz invented Starbucks, what did a cup of coffee cost, Brent? Not much at all. Like 50 cents? Hey, mister, here's your 10 cent cup of coffee. Hey. <laughs> That's right. And here's your little five cent newspaper. Read all about and it. How the heck does Howard Schultz get away with charging $4.50 for coffee? Because you're, you're not only buying a cup of coffee, you're buying an experience. The and culture. culture. Yes. The culture. He actually brought like a European culture into America where you could go and be at this place and hang out and have Wi-Fi and comfy couches and mm-hmm. meet somebody and enjoy this sort of vibe of, of, of the hang. Mm-hmm. Right? When, when I was, you know, I used to barista at Starbucks and they, they were talking around that time about it being the third place. You know, you have home and you have work. We want to be your third place. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're actively pushing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys see how this is intentional. This is what marketing is. Think about because Howard Schultz focused on culture, not only did he create one of the hugest corporations, most successful corporations on the planet, but he also took the cost of what normally people would get for 50 cents to to four dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what is that? A hundred percent increase would be a buck. Three hundred percent increase would be two bucks. Four hundred would be three five. It's like over five hundred fifty percent increase mm-hmm. in coffee and the price of coffee. What people are willing to pay for a cup of coffee because they felt it was worth it. Why? The culture. And and also being a reason. This is not a Starbucks commercial, but. Um, you know, what, what they put a lot of that into was benefits for their employees. It was part of their culture. Because one of the reasons I went to go work there was, one, I could start at 5 in the morning, be done at 10 a.m., and then go to the row and be riding at 10.30, right? And I already have my five hours in because I was doing part-time. So I could do five days a week, five hours, boom, hit my 20 to 25 hours a week, whatever, part-time. And they also had full benefits for part-timers. So I was getting health insurance for Ozzy because that was the time when he was, we were expecting him and, and after he was born. And so I was like, heck yeah. And so you, you drew some different type of people there as well. And I was very appreciative. It wasn't just like I'm making $2 an hour here or whatever. And I'm upset and I'm just was like, oh man, health insurance. Heck yeah. You know, they're, they're drawing to different clientele or different kind of employee that way as well. And the way they treated us and empowered us. Was it That's very right. different than from other gigs I've had where you're not empowered. And so yeah, yeah definitely had an effect on the culture. But anyway. And, I, and I'll bet you if you're, li- that's a really good point, Brent. I bet you if you're listening to this podcast right now that you have had experiences in the past with a job, whether it was a side job, maybe it wasn't a career or something, maybe it was a career where just clearly the culture sucked. It didn't, you didn't feel appreciated. And people don't quit jobs. They say people quit bosses. Right, <laughs> they they quit the culture. Two episodes ago, when we were when we sort of broached culture, we were saying, "Hey, uh, people come for the product and they stay for the culture, right? Mm-hmm. They stay for the vibe." And we talked about how Kenny Chesney built the culture with the with the beach and the rum and the, the whole no shoes nation, yeah, the no shoes nation. And uh, Grateful Dead did a good job of that. Fish did a good job of that. So, how can you do it? What are some real ways that you can do it? So. 
we touched uh, again, uh, you know, two episodes ago, my last episode on your content has to be, it can't just be about you. You can't let them forget that you're an artist. Mm-hmm. It can't just be, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Cause that's a culture of I'm the best and you suck. <laughs> you don't exist. You exist to look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Enough about what I think about me. What do you think about me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. Honestly, if you look at a lot of major label artists, social media feeds, that's the way they look because they're mm-hmm. famous mm-hmm. and they're famous because of broadcast platforms, because of radio, because of TV, because of touring, which is a broadcast platform, one to many. And also probably because they're not running their own stuff. Somebody else is running it. And what do they have a lot of pictures of? The artist. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, this but, is so they're not doing a good job of creating culture. The culture's right. been like this, uh, this different sort of rock star thing, which, listen, it worked for decades and decades and decades, but now it's not. And, and if you're the artist who has one foot and you were able to break on radio, you have a brand name now, a million dollar brand name, God bless, but you're still leaving money on the table by not creating the culture on your digital platform. Mm-hmm. So I just want to talk about some different ways to, to do that. So we talked before about, your, your posts need to be about them, not about you, okay? And you can conquer both if you're intelligent about it. So I'm going to give you a couple different ways to do that. They need to either entertain them, they need to inspire them, or they need to inform them. Information, inspiration, entertainment. This is what you want to be thinking about your posts. Um, this is what Brent and I try to do here on the podcast. Right? We're trying to inform you. We're trying to teach you some stuff. But um, we hear all the time that people can't believe half the crap that comes out of my mouth. Like that I make <laughs> coffee out because I got no filter. And Brent comes in with the one-liners like left and right. So it's, a, it's some entertainment in there as well. And some inspiration um, because we're like saying, hey, look, it, and now the, the good news is there's more work. But you get to drive. You don't have right. to ask anybody else's permission, um, mm-hmm. which is the only way I'd ever have it. So same thing here with culture, but you're the CEO now. You're Howard Schultz. You're starting your own Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You need to start that following of people. Why are they going to come? How can they connect with you? It's not, it's not going to be the music that they're going to connect with initially because, as we've talked about before, it's not what comes first on digital. That comes first on radio. Mm-hmm. But if you're not on radio, and if you have no hope of getting to radio, and by the way, even if you were on radio, I mean, the number, we've talked about this before, numbers speak for themselves, people really aren't breaking on radio anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a great second stage rocket, to use Brent's words, uh, but it's mm-hmm. not the launching pad anymore. You need right. to have that following. So uh, there's a few episodes ago where, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- dig into this a little deeper and just talk about some of the questions there, but when we take on a new client at Daredevil, we send out a questionnaire that's extensive. It's, it's, um, it's a big log jam, to be honest with you, for onboarding <laughs> client because if they're busy, which they all are, it takes them yeah. you know, a couple of weeks to get it done. It's like 200 questions uh, yeah. plus. It's a lot of questions. And what it is, it's a getting to know you document, okay? I know we've talked about this before, so I'm not trying to be redundant. We're going to go a little deeper on this, but just for if you're just joining us for the first time, I'm going to put a link up on the podcast so that you can click on and, and download this document for free, okay? But it's a getting to know you document. Why do we do this? Well, we need to be able to post 
content and create content that's in the tone of our client, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. one reason. Mm-hmm. But the other reason is we're looking for ways to connect with people because culture is people like us, right? Mm-hmm. If we're Christians, people like us do this and we don't do that. Thou right. shalt not steal, right? Mm-hmm. If we're rock and rollers, people like us use Aquanet and love guitar shredders. <laughs> well, we, when we talked about um, the Grateful Dead, right? Like that was this hugely successful mm-hmm. organization that made – goodness gracious, like hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue and none of it was from publishing. They gave their music away for free. They gave their music away for free. You you could record their shows live every single show and it became its own subculture of the culture. Mm -hmm. People are like, dude, I've got 1974 Alpine Valley. It was crazy (laughs) because Jerry broke his leg and he was extra high. You know, I mean, people know and there and this there and there's like a there's a websites now that trade these digital versions that they've all been digitized and people are passionate about this because the shows each meant something to them. Mm -hmm. But for me, I never got it. Right. Yeah. That wasn't my culture. Did you ever get into the dead? No, I never got into. I was just kind of like, man, I, I, I was. I happened to be there once for Alpine Valley, like a like a backstage thing, and I'm like, this is it. Like, this is what's going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> these people are dancing around on one foot, doing the hippie thing, and and they're loving them. They're lo- enjoying the heck out of the show, and it's like fifty thousand people mm-hmm. at Alpine Valley, and I'm like, they're not even singing on key. Like, can right. that guy see? Can can he see? He's loaded. Like, <laughs> mess, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't for us. But me, I. Still, bucket list is to go to Buffett concert mm-hmm. and be a parrot head for a day. That I will be doing fins to the left, fins to the right, and if my wife is there, she will think I'm the biggest idiot because <laughs> it's not her deal, and she won't get it. Well, know? that's funny. It's not my deal. I actually got to go see one at the Hollywood Bowl, and mm-hmm. um, oh, I was so loaded. I don't even remember. I just remember <laughs> it was funny. It was like a big, like a business trip for. Uh, a bunch of people from my buddy's bar and we all took limos. Like they got limos, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I lost my limo. I'm like, this is such a rock star moment. Yeah. I can't find my limo. <laughs> yeah. It was funny yeah. in Hollywood, you know, like, um, on this questionnaire, one of the things Lexi and I are looking for and my, my whole staff is how can we find other ways to connect with people? And then once they connect with you and they like you and they feel like this is the beginning of a friendship then all of a sudden you become the cool friend who's also the reason you're cool is because you're a, an artist, a musician, and they'll begin to support you. Different ways to make that happen. Uh, some of the questions we ask, like top 10 all-time movies, best ever, right? Mm-hmm. What are those? Top 20 rock bands or top 20 artists of all time. You know, if you're stuck on a desert Island and you have uh, this, like, so what are those, what are those artists? And then we go even the next one's like songs, like the 10 best songs ever. And people, oh, they freak on this. They're like, Oh, why do I got to think about that? Because if you're somebody who's stairway to heaven is Mm -hmm. my jam, that's number one. Like I could be stuck on an Island listening to that over and over and over again and, and not get old, get sick of it. Mm-hmm. there's other people out there that feel the same way and we can connect with them. And now you've got something to talk about. Yeah. That's not you. Right. You have a shared interest. Yeah. And so remember like when we've talked in past episodes about when you're having a conversation with somebody and you sort of direct it. So it's just all about them and let them talk. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. I walk away like, yeah, I love that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you didn't even say anything. You're right. <laughs> right? Because they got to, to say everything themselves uh, and they get to talk about themselves, which they love. They had a great experience. And now they're like, wow, this is, I really, I can really express myself here. I feel mm-hmm. supported here. Be, like on the climb community, that's a culture. People feel like uh, there's been multiple times just this week where somebody's asked the question, they got a bunch of answers and they're like, man, and they literally comment, I'm so glad I asked this question right here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I thought it was going to be good. And then they're <laughs> just expressing their satisfaction of, I took a risk. That's a risk. That is, right? yeah, to post something. Yeah. That's a, that's a vulner- vulnerability. I posted stuff in other groups before and got crickets. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah. Nothing. And there's I'm probably nothing worse than this to start a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> not even asking math problems. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even like, okay. listening. Well, <laughs> What's the square root of 3,465? <laughs> I don't know. It's my new jam. Drops on the 20th. Check it out. And like, oh. <laughs> the drive by. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some other things. Lyrics, right? Favorite lyric that you wish you wrote. Mm hmm. Bits from comedians. I mean, just, just, I, I could post and repost stuff on my personal Facebook page of anything from Monty Python yeah. all day long. And you know what? People like us who like Monty Python are going to come. They're going to say something. Oh, yeah. So last night, Emily and I, we actually had a little bit of TV time. So we we're like looking for a movie to watch. I'd put Monty Python on the Holy Grail on our list. Yes. Because, I haven't seen it in years, but that's one of my favorite movies. It's just ridiculous. I'm like, oh, Emily, we're not going to watch this, but I would love it. And you would hate it. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> totally true. She wouldn't get it at all. She would be rolling her eyes the whole time. We could hook wires up to her and power a city the way that they'd be spinning. And, <laughs> or it uh, would shut down. It would suck out all the energy for the city. Yeah. Like shutting down. But I'd be thinking, oh, me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I feel better. 
<laughs> like all the time quoting it and she would just be happy i feel happy right so it would yeah it's it's amazing how we love each other but yeah but that see how just there just that i mean just that right there that's mm. it that's what you're trying to create online is that exchange that is all oh, my favorite scene is this well because so, i just lit up because you know our buddies but i don't know if i knew about the monty python thing yeah well, so you know. i was like oh i got a story i got something bad let me tell you about Netflix and my wife last night. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. That just is. happened. Right. That's exactly what it was. I was like, Oh, let me chime in. Yeah. Had a little moment with the knee and I feel better. Right? That's right. And I can quote that movie like verbatim. My whole family can like my family, my sisters, my cousins, we all just love that. And we oh, get together and it starts yeah. and then everybody's just, in their pants because they're laughing so hard because mm. what's even funnier than the movie is like when my cousins try to do it you know what i mean like <laughs> we're all like chiming in yeah this is the culture this is the hang that you're trying to create and how to create it posting little bits from these your favorite movies mm. why is it your favorite movie say oh or the scene like one of my favorite scenes in cinematic history is in this killer movie called uh true romance it was Tarantino's first script that got made into a movie. He didn't direct it. Um, I know who directed it. It's the same guy that directed that killer Nike commercial back over the Super Bowl that, or the Apple commercial, not Nike, the Apple commercial that changed the world. Mm. It has Chris Walken and um, who's the dude from Easy Rider? Dennis Hopper, toe to toe. And oh, wow. it's just a moment where he's, he's looking at him and he, Dennis Hopper's like the cop, the, 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 the father of, of Christian uh, Slater. Christopher Walken is like the mob boss and Christian Slater's got like a whole bunch of his blow, right? Like a yeah. half a million dollars worth of his blow. Christian Slater killed one of his, his main drug dealer guys. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to go take it out of his dad and try to figure out where he's going. And his dad, like a former cop and like a sort of disgraced cop. And now he's like a um, security guard. And it just, you just, the moment is they're sitting down there. They've roughed him up. They've roughed Dennis Hopper up. Like his, his goons have right. Dennis, you know, of course, Christopher Walken, the boss. So he's dressed to the nines, like in a $10,000 suit or whatever. And he sits down and he's just starts talking to him. And he's like, you know, you want the, you want a Chesterfield or something? You know, I can't do Christopher Walken very well, but, but he's like, <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. And, you know, they rough him up some more. And then all of a sudden it just washes over his face, over Dennis Hopper's face. I'm not getting out of this alive. Yeah. So he's like, I think I will take that Chesterfield. And he just smokes a cigarette and just takes the time to rip into this guy. Like, <laughs> and tell him, give him a pee. Oh, it's the most killer scene. Like, you can find that stuff on YouTube and repost it. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting now to me, because I don't know you from a can of paint, but I like if you followed me and I followed you back, and we mm-hmm. both know, you know that I like this kind of music, which is the kind of music that you make, but we also can relate to this movie thing or a certain song. How about if you're pushing other local artists, public figures? One of the questions we ask people are, if you were able to be a dictator on a small island nation, like what would be some crazy dictator things that you would do? <laughs> yeah. Right? And I want an answer. So think about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now how can you turn that into some kind of comedic little jokey little thing that would be entertaining yeah inspiration cool quotes from your favorite songs your favorite artists your favorite public figures your favorite movies right Mm -hmm. they can be very easily put together and be an inspiring or entertaining bit i mean you'd be like lyrics to live by 
oh. you know, the best advice you ever got from lyrics. So good. Right there. That just happened. Lyrics that to live just by. happened. Lyrics to live by. <laughs> there you yeah. go. And then, and then join in. Like, what's your favorite lyric? And you start and put it in there. And then people will come in and, and they're just, they're interacting. Be like, all you need is love. And somebody's like, oh, mine is go on, take the money and run. <laughs> Imagine there's no nations, you know. Exactly, there's, yeah. One of the questions we ask is core values. The goal is to find out what the artist's core values are. But the question is, name three things that get your blood instantly boiling. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to know what a core value is. Yeah. And, and that might be something that I could use, right? Mm-hmm. Or not use. It could be if the artist is, a lot of times that can be politics, right? And if mm-hmm. the artist is political, it's something I can use. If it's not, it's something I can't use. Maybe it's disrespecting women. You know, you don't know what that artist has been through, right? Maybe they've been abused in the past. Maybe you just don't know. And you start to learn about them. And then when you find that kind of stuff, that's mm-hmm. the stuff that people connect on. That creates culture. That creates a sense of belonging. Man, this person had something to say about sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And I feel that. That gives me the feels. Like, I agree with that. People like us mm-hmm. think this way about sexual abuse. Yeah. Because we've been through it. Different than people who don't condone sexual abuse but have never experienced it. Yeah. We're different, right? People like us who are sober mm-hmm. think differently about this than, than people who are not, right? People like us who like Monty Python just think different. Yeah, we just think different. <laughs> we got problems on a whole other So this is just some really uh, practical ways that you can try to create culture on your social media platforms, guys, that doesn't have anything to do with your music. But don't forget to remind them that you're an artist. Now, what are some ways you can do that? If you're gigging on a regular basis, you better have some footage from the kid. If, you're, if you've got an audience, if you've got a draw, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, be smart about it. Take some, think, about, think about social media. Like, how's this going to look on Instagram if I'm taking a picture of an empty bar versus if I move over to this side of the stage and kneel down with the 20 people that are up by the front of the stage, it, mm-hmm. it looks like there's a lot more going on, right? Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's a very simple, very intentional thing, but it is you're creating uh, that party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You're creating like, this is a good time. This is an event. Cover songs. It's great way. Cause that's for me. Mm-hmm. I know the song, right? Right. I just had a great second consultation with an artist and he's like, dude, I'm fine. And I actually, I want to talk to you after this, dude. I want to interview okay. him on the podcast. Okay. So I'm not going to reveal his name because I want it to be a secret, but <laughs> he was saying, man, I finally got it through my thick skull, the power of cover songs. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. You're not reinventing the wheel. It's what the Beatles did. It's what Stones did. It's what Led Zeppelin did. It's how come you are aware of Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert, Chris Young, mm-hmm. on and on and on. It's you doing your interpretation of it. And by golly, you should be putting your fingerprint on that song. It should sound like it belongs on your record. But it's for me because I know the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a way that you can be entertaining on your post. Mm-hmm with something that I know that's personal and relevant to me and still flex your muscle and be like, don't forget, uh, I'm, I'm a monster on the vocal, right. on the guitar or whatever. You know, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Th- that's just some stuff that I, that I wanted to cover on that. I mean, Brent, like you do a lot of this on your, on your post. Like just, re- I know we're probably running a little long, but what is some stuff that you do to, to create culture? 
I mean, some stuff we do like in the songwriting pro Facebook group is we do the U Day Tuesday, which is when you can post your songs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of our place because, you know, kind of like in the climb community, we don't spam, we jam. So we, we know people want to share their songs, right? Because we're, we're creators. We want people to hear our stuff. It's like, yeah. well, how do we do that in a place that's still conducive to having a community and not just becoming wall-to-wall you know, spam? So we have two days that you can post you know, as a comment under the U-Day Tuesday post, which is where we you know, share and it's all positive. Like you don't have something nice to say, don't. But this right. is a safe place. You can share your stuff. People can comment, but keep it nice. And then Feedback Friday, which is where you're kind of asking for it a little bit more. <laughs> you know, if you're not ready for Friday, just start on Tuesday. So That's we right. have that stuff. What else do we have? We have, uh, you know, social so, so we'll, day. we'll stop right there. So, so, okay. the, so why does that work? It works because in this situation, this is going to be different than you as an artist. Okay. Right. You're talking about something that's personal and relevant to them. Right. Their music. Their song. Post your song. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. a chance for, and it's, it's scratching an itch. Cause Hey, we all want other writers and stuff to hear our, our stuff. Yeah. And so it, it's about them. It's letting them scratch one of their itches. It's totally about them. Cause I usually don't ever post a song on yeah. there. It's not about looking at my stuff. It's all about, Hey, here's where you can get your stuff out there and have an outlet for that. Uh, we have the social shares days, you know, we can do that. You can, you can share that. Um, we have on, in the Freddie community, I have the Freddie forum, which is a private Facebook group just for Freddie subscribers. Every day there's a creative Kickstarter on there that you can post. And so some sort of, it may just be a word like, Hey, here's a challenge. Use this word in the first line or two of your song, or here's a fill in the blank. Use that to kickstart your song. Just to get the wheels turning, right? If you just need a little creative push, it's a kickstart. And every day there's one in there and every day people like Larry or posting stuff in there, you know, you, it's like you can post it on here or not post it, just take it and go run with it, write a song, but other people just start, you know, bouncing stuff. And that's, that's for them. It's a way to share their creativity, kind of show off what they have. I'm just, I'm just hosting the party. Yeah. is what it yeah. comes down to. And yeah. stuff that's personal relevant to them. Like, what can you do with this? This is going to help you write your song, your next song, hopefully your next favorite song. And it's not about me because I'm just going, here's a little seed. Now you go water and make it grow. And that's popular too. Yeah. Is that kind of some of the stuff you're talking about? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And and another thing I do here on Instagram, actually, I'm thinking about Instagram. I've been trying to do more of this. My wife and my sister on the same day said, you need to put more personality on your Instagram. (laughs) Right. And my wife was like, you're funny. Why don't you be funny on there? Because I just kind of let it run on autopilot, letting, you know, just quote cards and that kind of stuff. That's helpful and relevant to songwriters. Like here's a bit of songwriting advice, but it's still pretty kind of businessy, right? You don't see me that much. I was sitting around the floor with Hazel, you know, and she's Hurricane Hazel. She has stuff out of the drawer. We had an old, bring it full circle, an old Starbucks uh, caramel syrup bottle for coffee. Okay. We're rolling around and, and I'm joking with her and not just, you know, just me and Hazel. I'm singing that old David Lee Murphy song, Dust on the Bottle. Right. But I'm singing Dust on the Caramel. There might be <laughs> a little dust on the caramel, you know. And uh, it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time, which is kind of funny because it's syrup. And my wife was like, see that. That's funny. Why don't you post that? I'm like, that is funny. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so what I did was it was just, I'm like, hold the, hold the phone. And so I'm just saying, here's a little dust on the caramel, you know, whatever. But then rolled it into the songwriting. Cause I, I still want it to be relevant to, 
So did you take a little video of, of Hazel? So it's a little video of just me and Hazel. Of course, babies kill right on, right. on Instagram and social media babies. Hey, cute Chinese baby. And so, um, but I was talked about, Hey, you know, here might be a little dust on the caramel, you know, just, just killing an old David Lee Murphy cover or whatever, uh, abusing it. But that's how I started off writing lyrics was I was just like writing parody versions, like weird Al versions of popular songs, country songs, whatever. And that's really how I started writing lyrics was just doing that for fun. Right. 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 And I didn't write melodies, but I was rewriting these other things. Like, what about you? Did you, how'd you start off writing? Did you start like doing parodies? Did you start writing your own stuff? Let me hear from you. And, and so I tried to, like, here's a little bit of my life. You get a little window into my life, but really it's about songwriting and now it's about you. Let me hear there from you. Go. And so I've, I've been trying to do better about that, be more intentional. Mm-hmm. So people feel like they get to know me a little bit more, but ultimately it's about them. I want to hear about you. What's yeah. your version of this? So that brings me to the final point here is just the, the BTS stuff, the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? The BTS. Whenever a brand is going to shoot a commercial, a TV commercial, or they're going to shoot a magazine spread or something like that, like a, like a big brand. Mm-hmm. They have two crews on. They have one crew that's shooting the commercial. Mm-hmm. They have another crew that shoots the BTS, the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. That's content that they use to try to personify their brand mm-hmm. online. So the backstage joke in between the people that are the stars of the whatever, the, the models, the actors, the sports figures, the whoever it is that's in the end, going back and forth, different pictures, them over by the food thing or what, like it, it's just stuff that you don't expect that you see behind the scenes. This is the stuff that you can, again, remind people that you're an artist. If you're backstage before a show, a live video of you walking out on stage, if you get that one gig where it's packed. If you have a packed gig, like maybe you don't have packed gigs all the time. If you don't, the one time you do, when you get that sweet gig, that sweet opening gig, you better have some people there with some cameras going Mm -hmm. and get everything you can get because that's evergreen content that shows that you're real, that you're viable and people love you. And you get the chance to do your thing and win over the audience and with a a packed crowd that the the social proof comes in. Like Mm -hmm. if you can win over a certain group of them, like 15% of the crowd, everybody else is going to come on board because these people are having fun and people like us, want to have fun (laughs) yeah there it is guys that's just a a deeper dive into culture and how to connect on social media with some different people this is marketing by the way but this does it sound like marketing No. no it sounds like if i were to sit you down and tie you to a chair and make you tell me all the different reasons that your best friend is your best friend (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's funny, he he's creative, and we both like Monty Python. We both don't like Mars bars, and we both only drink this kind of beer. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, you start to find all these similarities in in personality traits, and this is who you're looking for, mm-hmm. and this is who you can find because they're going to respond mm-hmm. to the content that you put on there and like it, and then you're going to have that culture there. And by the way, know that sometimes it works, even if they don't respond every once in a while, I've got this little source that I use for really, really, really funny images Mm -hmm. and they're real shots. 
it's just crazy stuff. Like some redneck picture of a dude, like literally in a Lamborghini Countach with the freaking most ghetto trailer you can have attached to the Lamborghini with some yeah. crap in the back. It looked like clampets, you know? Yeah. And it's like, what is that? You know? <laughs> and I'll just go on a tear and put a bunch of these up. It might happen twice a month. Mm-hmm. And I just do it because I'm getting a kick out of it myself and it's funny. Yeah. And I'll take one of those, the one that's most compelling, and I'll be like, okay, best caption wins, dot, 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 hashtag respect. Mm-hmm. But people always want to chime in on that. I will go into recording studios and I haven't seen one of the players in maybe a month or so. Mm-hmm. And every single time, Johnny, man, I just love it when you put that stuff up there. It, it tickles me to death when, when, when you post that stuff. I just don't stop doing that. Yeah. And do they comment? Typically, no, but they enjoy it. They love it. It's yeah. there and they hang and they look at my feet all the time because they want to see if, if today's the day I'm going to do that. Yeah. Why? Because that, that's entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just me showing my sense of humor and sharing it with them. And we, it's a shared experience. Then we kind of create that culture. So that's why we want, I want you to dig deep into culture. I want you to give you some working tools that you can use to dig into this. This is just connecting with people and connecting with people is marketing. That's yeah. it's culture. So that's that. So you heard us talk a, a little bit deeper here about the climb community. Join it. If you haven't joined it, join it, sign mm-hmm. up. It's a warm welcome. Everybody's in there. We're all getting along together. We're all rowing the same boat, trying to become better artists and trying to get our stuff out there. Uh, We'd love to have you. Secondly, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you get all those downloads happening and you get to to go back and look at some old episodes maybe that you missed that that you can find very valuable. Leave a five-star rating and review and share it. Share it, share it, share it. If you like it, post it on your social media. Put the link on there. Tell a friend about it. Let them know it's cool. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.